0: Join Pastor George Izunwa on a journey of genuine God encounters through the Word of God. Through the teachings of Pastor George Izunwa, you will gain knowledge on how to triumph over challenges and transform them into testimonies. For more information and testimonies, contact us at 702 or 702 5951, Experience the Power of God's Word, Jesus Exceeds Expectations. Well, our discussion today is on village people. And I'm sure you know village people in a serious network. These are relatives and non-related entities who are interested in your destiny. Everyone like that, I pray today that God will deliver you from them. These are men who gather to analyze a rising star. They gather to analyze you. You know, in uh, Matthew chapter 2, the Bible says, When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Can you lift your hand? May people that matter see your star. This is a baby. And they came looking for him. But you see, when they got to Jerusalem, verse 3, it says, when Herod the king had had these things, he was troubled. But that's not what concerns me. Look at the one that concerns me. And all Jerusalem with him. Why are they troubled? That they told them that somebody is about to rise as a star. And they were troubled. The whole city was troubled. That they said among them was born one who is meant to be king. Should they be troubled or celebrating? That they came to your village now and somebody announced that somebody in this village, there's a prophecy that the next president is here in this community. The community should say, Kai, this is something to do Thanksgiving. They were troubled. Because there are people who are troubled at the rising of others. Now, and when Herod the king has he was troubled, I not Jesus with it. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them when Christ should be born. All kinds of meetings are going on now to find out about this man they're talking about. Don't forget that when they gather people, they didn't just gather intelligent people, they gathered intelligent people and the priests too. In your village, Juju people too. Look at what's there. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem Judah, for thus is written by the prophet, and that Bethlehem in the land of Judah had not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of this shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So they quickly analyzed and located where it should happen. Herod now came and said, well, you people go and find out. Come back and give me news. Remember the story? They went, they saw, They had a dream that directed them and said, don't go to Herod. What was Herod's reaction to the birth of this king? He said, any baby below two years in this area must die. Why will they die? Because there's a king among them. They're not dying because an Osama is in them. They're dying because one of them is going to rise to rule. So whether it's in church or in the village or on your compound, There are some kind of village people. I'm giving you the seven acts of village people. The first one are the monitors. Okay, let me give you the acts of the monitors. Do you remember a story in the Bible where they brought a woman to Jesus and they said they caught her in adultery in the very act. That means this woman wanted to mess up. So she went to be with the man she was about to mess her life up with and they came there. And they caught the woman in the very act, but they didn't catch the man. They caught her right where she was committing it. But there was no man. Because if they caught her in the very act and they brought her alone, where is the man? Because you don't commit adultery alone. Let me tell you that. They were not looking for the man. They were looking for the woman. Somebody was looking for her. And they got her. Is there are some of you? What is looking for you? You don't understand. But there are things monitoring you, following you up. You don't understand how far they put an eye on you in your journey, in your relationship, in your business, in your career. But whatever it is, we are stopping them now. Yeah. I was in the US, in a city called Minneapolis, and uh, a man was telling me a story. He was driving. When we went from his office, wham, a car came. Bam! Hit his car. He came out. He's talking to the man. His phone rang. He picked up the phone. And somebody asked him, how was the accident? He said, what? He said, oh, you survived. He was, no, I don't think you're getting. An accident just happened. The man I'm talking to has a PhD. He's a professor that they're doing this thing to. Boom! He picked up the phone after that. The person was talking to him. I said the person was physically there in the accident. I, you're asking, what's going on? I stretch my hand over. Whatever is causing what you are going through, as you are hearing me now, we scatter them. Amen. Another group of village people are the mockers. The mockers. Anybody remember the story of Hannah and Penina? They're living in the same house. Hannah doesn't have a child. Penina has a child. But Penina won't allow Hannah rest with mockery. Somebody say Mockery. Oh. Do you know that sometimes the way people treat you with disdain, when things are not working, makes you desperate. The woman is mocking another woman for not having a child. As if she caused it. People that know you too well, who believe what can he do? Because they know how broke you are. They know how poor you are. If they are mocking you now, God is making you. But there are people who rejoice in in mocking others. They shame you. The third group are the betrayers. I don't think you have met betrayers before. Look up here. Anybody remember the story of Samson? I'm not talking about Delilah. Samson went to the land of the Philistines and burnt their field with fire. He destroyed things. They are fighting the enemy of Israel. Are you with me? I want to show you village people. Then the Philistines mobilized against Samson and they were looking for him everywhere. Guess what Samson did? Samson went to his village to hide. They're looking for him. And they had the information that Samson was in his village and they mobilized to come and look for Samson. You would think that these people will mobilize to defend Samson. They went and had a meeting and said, we are not ready to face trouble. Though. This Samson, he may be our champion, but let us hand him over. Samson is at home feeling cool. Thinking that he's safe. And then they finished their meeting and they came. What did they come to do? To arrest Samson and hand over. Samson saw his village people gather. Able-bodied men that should have joined him to fight the enemy. Is there anybody who doesn't know how strong Samson is? We one job on the fire. he killed 1,000 soldiers of Philistine. So if Samson said, let's go to battle, you should be happy to go with him. Yeah. Because you know he's a one-man army. But not village people. They had a meeting. They said, I'm not ready to risk anything. If we lose this battle, we're finished. They came. Samson said, okay. The only thing I want to is to promise me that you're not going to kill me by yourself. You are my brothers and sisters. Can you do that? They said, we promise you we're not going to kill you. We're going to tie your hands and feet and hand you over. Samson said, tie just my hand. They said, okay. They tied him and waited for the Philistines to arrive and they handed over their brother and the Philistines carried them. The man that fights for them the man that has been defending them the man that has been God's hand in their house they handed him over and they didn't care whether Samson returned or not and they know Samson was going for his death but the Bible says when they got to Lehi and the Philistines saw their enemy has been captured they gathered and they shouted in rejoicing and the mighty hand of God came upon Samson and the thing, the tiding, we broke and then he picked the jawbone and killed those Philistines but who handed him over Village people. Village people are not just those inside village. No, you are not hearing. There are some business friends who are village people. I'm sharing the story, but I believe it's something right the girl did. And I thank God she did it. A young man got engaged to a girl. They're running up and down. She's a student in the university. And then one day they visited Portaco. She came with her best friend in school to see her fiancé. So they left. And the fiancé did a beautiful thing. And brought them to church that Sunday. They heard my message. And they left. But he didn't know that he was engaged to a crook. So they went back. School had a closure. The girl refused to go home. Was there in school. And moved in with her boyfriend in school. While preparing for wedding. So this her friend kept begging her. He said you are engaged. Your wedding is approaching. What are you doing here? He said stop. She refused. One day, that one sent a text because she collected the number of this boy when they came. Sent a text to him. I said, call this girl. She's with her boy as I'm talking. The young man called. How are you fine? What are you doing? She told all of that. He said, no problem. Of course, she, he can't verify. She told all kinds of stories. Said, okay, no problem. Another day, she called him because this young girl now, the boyfriend in the school has given her something they wanted to do, and they were planning where they were going to stay. And she told her friend. So her friend called this young man and said, my friend is going with this person. They're going to be here on so and so day. He said, I have talked to her, like I told you the last time. She's not agreeing. If you want to go ahead with the relationship, go ahead. If not, you'll come down and stop it. The brother arrived there, got to the place on the day that girl said, Went to the place on the day that girl said, and both of them were lodged there. That's how the relationship ended. And I said to myself, it is good she has a best friend like that. You see, but when you flip it on the other side, on the side of betrayal, there are people whose job is to take their best friend, tell a story to betray. This one now is not betrayal though. Please, if you have a friend behaving like that and is engaged to somebody that you know and you love, tell the person. Don't say, I don't get involved. Tell the person. Don't say, I won't get involved. Tell the person. Especially if the person is a Christian. Tell the person. You are not doing that person good. You are not doing your friend good. You say, no, that's betrayer. It's not betrayer. Tell the person. We have the betrayers. Then another one, we have the afflictors. Afflictors are the evil people that do witchcraft on you. If you are here, say yes. There's seven acts of village people. The afflictors. Remember what Jacob said about Joseph in Genesis 49. He said the archers have afflicted him. They have sorely wounded him. You didn't see when they shot at him. But he said they shot at him. You were here when I was preaching in one of the vigils again. And I was outside. And I said there's somebody. Your brother was about to be a reverend father. And in the week of his ordination he became mad. And uh, I said come out. The person came out and I prayed. I said God would reveal what happened. And I continued. A week later, we were in church when she came for her testimony. Her grandfather woke up that week and was screaming. He was the one that made his grandson mad. Grandpapa, village people. Another group of village people are the opposers. The seven acts of village people, opposers. There's a man in the Bible called Jephthah. Have you heard of him before? Jephthah was not born by wedlock. The mother was a loose woman. The father slept with her and she got pregnant. Get back to Jephthah, came to the house and dumped Jephthah and went back to her prostitution. So Jephthah grew up knowing that his mother is a prostitute, but he has a father, so he's living with his father. The father got married, produced other children. These children grew up and one day looked at Jephthah and said, your mother was not married here. You are not going to have an inheritance here. And they drove Jephthah out. They opposers. us. Do you know that in some families, there are people whose job is to resist others? Do you know one of the biggest battles in many families where there are multiple wives or people who are born from different mothers is opposition. Rubbing shoulders and fighting one another. It's always a battle. Every day, every day, every day, every day. This one is trying to poison this one. This one is trying to resist this one. Who will rise? And what they're fighting for doesn't even matter. Inheritance that is useless. Old man with seven children with two plots of land. And this woman when my children were inherited. Right? What are they inheriting? You need the future. If you have a destiny, you come to that village and buy 20 plots. But are opposing one another, fighting one another, resisting one another. I've seen that kill people. But if there's anyone in your house, in the name that's above every name, let that opposition be broken. The next one I'm talking about are the harvesters. Those who take other people's destinies and use it to shine. Do you know in Genesis 30 27 Leban was talking to Jacob. He was an idol worshiper. How many years did Jacob serve Laban? 21 years. He served 7 years for one wife. 7 years for the other wife. And 7 years for himself. Until one day Jacob was asking himself, won't I provide something for my own house? Absorb this man. Sub this man. Sub this man. Sub this man. Sub this man. What is wrong? And Jacob said he was living. Do you know what Leban said? He said, "Tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. So I am using your destiny to shine." The man saying God has blessed him for the sake of Jacob is a man who is doing divination, who is doing juju craft. Have you ever wondered how a man called Moses? We served the father-in-law for 40 whole years. But this guy didn't prosper. He didn't have his own thing. How? 40 years. Somebody hold him for work. How do I know that village people were against him? Remember when Israel was coming out of Egypt? Do you remember the story of Balaam and Balak? When King Balak hired Balaam to curse Israel. Do you know that the in-laws of Moses were one of those who contributed money to give to Balaam? That's why when Moses was about to die, Moses told Joshua not to forgive them. That's why Israel fought a battle against them. You think the media will be excited that their boy became the king of Israel? I speak over you. Anywhere they are, whoever they are, whoever gave anything, whoever laid an altar, let the judgment answer for them. The last one are the destroyers. The seven acts of village people. Well, I don't need to go far. The place I read for you earlier on is called Herod. Somebody say Herod. Herod. What did Herod do? He said, anybody within that neighborhood, kill him. I don't care who it is that has made up his mind that nobody will rise in your father's house. On the authority of Jesus, whoever it is will be judged now. How do we deal with village people? How do you avoid them? How do you make sure they don't hurt you? Let's start with the wisdom of Saul. Don't tell uncle everything. Remember when Saul went to look for the father's lost animals? In the midst of that, he met Prophet Samuel. And Prophet Samuel told him that he was going to be the king of Israel. And he arrived home. And his uncle asked him, you met Samuel? He said, yes. What did he tell you? The Bible says Saul told the uncle. Samuel told me that what we lost has been found. But in the matter of the kingdom, he refused to tell his uncle. There are kingdom matters, uncle, must not know. There are kingdom matters, uncle, must not know. There are some of you here that found out early enough in life that every time you tell people about your plan, the plan doesn't work. Question, why? And if it happened to you once, it happened the second time, when will you get sense that this has become a regular thing? The moment you get into a relationship, you share with a few of your friends. And then they go behind. <laughs> and they come back, they say, I say, what happen with Tokichuku? Yeah. He said, that man, that man, wicked. That boy, don't get hurt. What I'm saying doesn't happen. Yeah. they comforting you. Are. Because their joy is seeing you at the level where they left you. Those ones are the first ones to tell you sorry when it didn't work. They're the quickest people to come and remind you it didn't work. So they postpone the wedding. Sorry, eh? Sorry. Eh? Sorry. Eh? Sorry yeah. They're happy when it didn't work. They're happy when you are in trouble. There are people that their biggest joy is when something didn't work for you. If you say you apply for visa now and you run up and down, they say, Kai, you will travel. Hey, we agree with you. Hold on. Makoto. Jododo, jododo, jododo. Then you come back and say they didn't work. As I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew. Why even wasting your time? see, see all the money you wasted in the authority of Jesus, anyone like that around you, I kick them out. Please, every one of you, learn not to share some things with certain people. Anything you can't defend and anybody you don't trust in spiritual pedigree, don't share. Keep some things private. You don't have to tell them all the details. All your plans, listen, if Joseph didn't talk too much, he won't go to Potiphar's house. Now talk, talk. Send Joseph, on a journey he didn't need to take. Shut up and leave, talk too much and suffer. The second thing about how to deal with village people, how to avoid them, is where you are caught of many colors with humility. Before you go to show off, understand village people mentality. before you do that. Before you do that, village people mentality. <laughs> are, are you hearing me? <laughs> this is why people suffer. I told you the story one day. In fact, I was standing in front of the church that day. When she ran in, she was in a vehicle and stopped and ran inside to meet with me. And just said, pastor. I was crying. He said, I'm tired of suffering. If nothing is done now. And she started talking. We went inside and sat down. What is the issue? Look at what the issue was. The husband was doing very well. The father of the husband died. The husband went to the village to show them. The the burial almost took one week. Every day he was doing something heavy. They did serious show in the village for the burial of his father. And then one year passed, no contract. Two years, no contract. She met me by the third year. By that time, every car has gone apart from one. And she ran in and said, Pastor, please intervene. When she told me that, I couldn't laugh. Because I knew it was village people oppression. <laughs> I said, kind I have of shown these people skills? You want to show them? Are you there? You don't understand the mystery of wickedness. You know what I'm telling you this? Evil is not rational. Evil doesn't think. So wear you coat of many colors with what? Humility. Be careful with your show off. Be careful with your advertisement. Even all these criminals are run around looking for who to kidnap. When you advertise too much, they know you. There, be careful with the show off. So try to manage your success with a little common sense. The parading should stop because you are dealing with things that you may not understand. Anybody targeting you, as you are hearing me now, let their hand be broken. There are people that hate you for being you. You see, there are people that just look at you and don't like you. The way you walk gets them angry. The way you dress gets them angry. The house you have gets them angry. The car you have gets them angry. Any good thing working for you gets them angry. You can't help it, but don't rub it in so that jealousy doesn't turn to envy. Jealousy doesn't like you for what you have. Envy will kill you for what you have. The third thing, learn warfare in the wilderness of life. Learn warfare in the wilderness of life. Jephthah learned warfare in the wilderness. He fought, he trained, he came out a conqueror. Sir, learn warfare in the wilderness of life. Learn that when you stand up, your enemies go down. The devil is not our friend. If you look at yourself and look at your background and look at the things around you, that's when you decide how your mouth will move. There are people who sit down and are talking in tongues. When you know where you are coming from, some things others do, you don't do. No, you are not hearing me. You get up in the morning. You are shaking off things. Why? Because you know I can't fly without heaven's help. Because you can't do what they do. You can't go to the shrines they go. You can't go to the altars they go. You can't do the things they do. I need you to please understand that life is not easy to the careless. Please fight. Fourth one, now: know when to run with your baby. Know when to run away with your baby. Joseph and Mary knew when to run with baby Jesus. There are some battles you must not face. There are some village people battle. When it gets hot, move. Separate. Leave the family house. Walk away. Don't be in that relationship. Cut off from the person. Get out. Am I talking to somebody here? Know yeah. when to run with your baby. Don't carry something in your womb for nine months and allow somebody to kill her. Know when to escape with your dream. Don't nurse it and grow it and build it and let somebody kill it. Separate. That's how to deal with village people. They say, why you're moving. So I got to get out. I got to get out. Right. I got to get out. Right. I got to get out right. Because if I stay here, they will kill what I carry. Baby Jesus, now God picking. But Joseph had to carry and wrong. If they go carry God picking wrong, carry your dream wrong. Escape from, break some relationships to rise. Walk away from the people that have kept you down for years. Don't say, I don't know what to do. You know what to do. Don't let them kill you and eat you alive. To make impact in destiny. Some things have to be said to bye-bye. I'm sorry, this relationship can't continue. You are becoming a nuisance to me. I just have to move. They say, No. You, you promised me you must marry me. Yeah, the promise has expired. Yeah. No, you, 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 I, you said you're going to love me until you die. I have died. Yeah. <laughs> I then finally, trust God to vindicate your dreams. Trust God. Pray until heaven vindicates your dream. Pray until your answer manifests. Until resurrection happens, that's how to defeat village people. I believe God that from today, whatever the battle going on around you, that battle ends forever. in today's fast-paced world we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration motivation and more you can connect with pastor george izuma on all his social media handles follow him on facebook at pastor george izuma instagram and twitter at george Izumwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together